Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, August 8th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob here on your Monday. We have Kentucky basketball this week. Really exciting stuff. You'll get four games in five days by the time it's all over and we are processing and analyzing that it'll be a week from today that'll put you right smack dab half through halfway through august pretty much i don't want to say that we've made it but we've kind of made it when you get to august 15th that's the start of the high school football season Fall camp starts getting hot and heavy on the college side of things. You're just a couple, I think you're a week out from week zero. You're two weeks out from 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 the Cats playing. So I don't want to scare anybody. I hope you're sitting down when listening to this. But I I think we've made it. We've made it. Woohoo! We've made it. We did it. Nick Roush, how really are you? We really did. I'm doing great. Had a nice weekend. It's fun. You got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, had a good time. That included watching Kentucky football practice, which um, I'm sure I'll sp- we'll spend plenty of the show discussing. Um, but also uh, uh, got, got a, a nice ache in the bones. Got back on the basketball court last night for the first time in a while. Felt good. Well, it, it, it felt good initially, and then it kind of hurt, and then you push through, and then, but hey, we won. We won. We beat them. Got the W. That's good. I'm I'm glad you you started off the season with a win. Justin Kalen, how are you? I'm good. I had a nice relaxing weekend. Uh, one of my best buddies, his daughter turned one, so I went to, out to their birthday or her birthday party and saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Got some golf in, so it's it's a good weekend for me. I'm well rested, ready to go for this week. What did you get the the one year old baby for her big birthday? Uh, nothing. What? You know, you know what I've learned? You know what I've learned with kids that age, TJ? 
they don't need anything because their grandparents, their aunts and uncles, their cousins, oh. all those people are going to bring way too much. And that was the case on Saturday. There were way too many gifts for a one-year-old. Yeah, but, but you didn't even do like the, here's a cute yeah. shirt for them to wear or here. Yeah. I, like I still live with my parents onesie or something like that. That would have been cute. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not a planner, so I didn't plan on getting anything. So if I'm not going to make it a thoughtful gift, I'm not just going to get any gift. You know, I mean, what no, are we going to go do? Buy, buy our bag of Reese's? You're, you're yeah, just excusing right. yourself out of just making any effort doing nice gestures yeah i want to save i want to save my money and gift giving for when she's older and remembers it oh i bet i don't want to give her something she's not going to remember you know yeah I, <laughs> Ralph, remind me to cross kaylin off lucy's first birthday <laughs> I, I love the fact too like well she's not going to remember it like no no one-year-old remembers it but exactly that's the thought but that counts yeah I mean, I was there, so that, I mean, she's not going to remember that I was there, but I will always be able to tell her that I was at her first birthday party. And uh, since she didn't remember it, you could just lie and say, and I got you the best gift. Exactly. Yep. Well, how was Elk Run Golf Club? It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I didn't play that particularly well, although I was double digits, but it's in good shape. It's it's ready for us and here in about, what, three weeks now? Okay. Very, very exciting stuff. And last and certainly least, intern Jacob. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, TJ. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! Oh no! What is? What are you talking through a can with a string? What was that? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, overmodulated. Yeah, or you're talking too close to the microphone, potentially. I don't yeah, think or so. Mic's just turned away. Hold on. Uh, just take a couple. Just. Bring your head about two feet further away from where you are and try talking. <laughs> Did you fall over? Oh, He's out. Oh, He's out. I, th- I mean, he definitely was overmodulated. The mic was too loud, but I do think if he just stepped further away, it would have been tolerable. But I guess he could just leave. Guess we won't get to know how intern Jacob's weekend went. Oh, man. Shucks. I golf well, scoots. Just kind of classic me golf. Nothing nothing too great. Scored okay. Um, had like six or seven putts that I just don't know how they didn't drop. Just right on the edge. Just about ready to fall in, and then they'd squeak by the hole. So that, that was frustrating, but still beautiful. Beautiful time out on the course. That was nice. Uh, Eggfest was this weekend. Yeah, well. I, I wanted to ask you. I've never heard about Eggfest. Do you go there and crack your eggs? Do you hunt for eggs like Easter? Uh, how, how, do, how does Eggfest work? It's kind of just like, yeah, it's Easter egg training. It's just for folks that don't want to get rusty in the offseason. You just stay on your toes <laughs> at Eggfest. But uh, ran into Mark Ennis there. Mingus was at Eggfest. Said, mm. said hello to him. But it's... I, I think you can enter it. I mean, you can certainly enter into it. I, but you bring your green egg or you have a green egg oh. and you just cook stuff from 9 to 3 on Saturday. And then they do something at night on Friday from like 6 to 9 or something like that. And people just cook stuff. But the, the best way you get in is if you buy an egg from the place they have it. And then that kind of guarantees your spot into it. And But people just will cook like they'll cook stuff for you all day and then once you're in it's just basically an all-you-can-eat buffet of different 
smoked amazing foods, which it's awesome. I love it. It gets really crowded and it's also always in like the first weekend of August. So it's hot too. And especially with like 90 smokers going, it makes it even hotter, but the food is so unbelievable. Uh, so I had a, I had a blast there all in all a good weekend went by too fast, but like we talked about, we've made it. This is a big mm-hmm. week. Get some Kentucky basketball. We get more football talk. Man. All right, intern Jacob. I just, I just did not anticipate Egg Fest not having anything to do with eggs you eat, rather than eggs you cook. So, really, uh, really, neck muscles are hurting after that one. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that there are eggs used in some sort of dishes out there. He, I mean, it's he, not just like, like hard boiled smoked meats. There, there's desserts as well being smoked, and all, all sorts of stuff. Things that you wouldn't even think people could smoke. Uh, smoked cinnamon rolls were a big hit this year that I I enjoyed. Smoked found cinnamon rolls, wow! I found myself enjoying. Yeah, they were really really good. Ooh. So it's more than just like your your barbecue per se. Pizzas obviously were a big hit. Although I'll tell you what, my wife's pizza and wings I think could have been the best right up there. The pizza I think would have been the best one there. At least the pizzas I tried. The wings I think certainly in the hunt, but. This guy that we noticed last year that, that's just a couple, they, we were like, they were really good last year. So we were kind of keeping our eye on them this year. They were having ribs, and when they were putting them on our plate, the meat just kept falling off. And I was like, is this like a gimmick that you all do? Like, oh, look, we can't even put the, the ribs on the plate because the meat will fall off the bones too easily. But that was easily the best piece of oh, man. I put in my mouth this weekend. And I went up to him and I was like, we went by you all last year. And I forget exactly what we ate, but we just remember being, it was like the best thing. Do you all, are do you all like own a restaurant in town or do you, or do you have a food truck or they're like, no, this is just like for fun. We just like to get out of the house. I was like, oh my, they were like, we used to have like a little place, but it was too much work. We just kind of like doing this for fun. I was like, this is, you all are the, the winners. You're, they're like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't even enter the contest part. I was like, oh my gosh, you all should. Do you want to uh, do this for fun at my house? Maybe yeah, on an NFL Sunday? Exactly. It's like, what's your what's your hourly rate? I'll provide the... Actually, you're probably going to want to provide the meat, but I'll pay for it all. You just come and give us your time and cook this. It was so good. Um, yeah, those ribs. I'll be thinking about them a long time. Intern Jacob, you're back. Let's give this another go. No way it goes wrong. Round two is that hey, right? perfect. You sound great. Yeah, uh, no, not a pretty good weekend. It was slow, very slow. Um, what'd you do? I, I'd worked on Saturday, had the member member shootout, and then it's like it was like my, one of my last days up there. So, a bunch of the people up there were buying me drinks and stuff. So, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Wow, the summer's coming to an end for old intern Jacob. Close. And this is your, so you're graduating in the December, right? Yep. All finished up in Christmas time. So some would say this is your last summer break ever. Yeah. Wow. You could, wow. You could say that. If this was a coming of age movie, this is where the dramatic music would be playing as you have figured out life. <laughs> Me have pondering you, off of. Have you done those things? Have you figured out life? Are you ready to be a real grow? Oh, no, you still have one more semester, so you'll figure out life around Christmas time. Yeah, as soon as as soon as I get my diploma, it's just like, mm-hmm. boom, you're back. Figured, figured yeah. out. Yep. Just hope the montage is good. Just make sure in your mind you gotta you've gotta hit all the right checkpoints. 
to put together a good montage or else, you know, it's a waste, complete waste. Speaking of coming to age movies, uh, Adventureland was on, so we just kind of had it on. I do love that movie and was happy to to watch it. Um, underrated, just uh, hilarious one-liners that I think unless you watch it a couple times, you don't really, really notice. I always thought that, who is it? Michael Sarah. He, I always thought his, I always oh, thought his, no, it's, it's the guy that looks, it's the guy that looks like him. Jesse uh, Eisenberg? Yes, there you go. The guy from uh, the social network, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I get those guys confused all the time. Dude, I always yeah. thought that he was going to college. He's go- He has graduated college in that movie, and he's going to grad school. He's going to journalism grad school at Columbia, which you want to talk about a waste of money. Seriously. Whew. Yeah. And he kind of gets ripped on in the movie. They're like, journalism? You're not going to make any money of that. But he wants to go to journalism school so he can go be a world traveler reporter and report on, like, foods of other countries. It's like, okay, oh. I mean, you're not going to – you're not getting that job, pal. <laughs> Just not happen. I think he has a change of heart, though, at the end when he's making out with Kristen Stewart. People forget, change Kristen, heart. people forget Kristen Wiggs in that movie, too. A lot of Kristens. Oh, I had a people forget Kristen Wiggs in that movie when I watched Semi Pro last night, and oh, yeah. she is the bear trainer for Dewey. Which <laughs> people do forget she's in that movie. I have no idea. Well, we can make that a reoccurring segment. The people forget Kristen Wiggs segment. It'd be okay. a big hit. People will love it. People love Thorntons, and that's because they're great in all aspects. They have some of the well, not some of. They have the cheapest gas in town. And when you download mm-hmm. that Refresher Rewards app, it's going to show you the gas prices around you which is a nice feature. And you can sign up for the Summer Cash Bash, which we've got just uh, under a month left, $10,000 a week. So you still got to have a few more weeks to get $10,000 into your pockets. Or at the end of the summer when they're giving away the 2022 Chevy Tahoe, it's a really kind gesture from Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper from Thornton's. We appreciate them. You will as well. And we appreciate the Thornton's text line, which looks like we had a lot of great texts over the weekend. Keep them coming in during today's show, 502-414-1450. Where where would anybody like to start today? I'll I'll open it up. I'll open up the floor. It's got to be football, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to watch the team practice, and that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm glad they were able to do a fan day and – um, you got to watch the team practice, and mm-hmm. so that's that's fine with me. I, I I think a lot of us woke up to the news of the Oklahoma football news. Roush, did you see that? Oklahoma football news? No. Seriously, uh, no. I was I was off my phone. Uh, when I now that uh, the Saturdays are back in the fall, my Sundays I'm very off my phone. So can you can you enlighten me? Kale Gundy out at Oklahoma for reading an inappropriate word off one of his players' iPads. Huh. Interesting. He's out. Interesting. He had been a full-time assistant since 1999. He released a long statement saying something along the lines of he they were in film study and one of his players wasn't paying attention. So he grabbed his iPad to see what he was doing. And he just was reading what the player had written down and then knew that he instantly made a terrible, terrible mistake. And he's, he's, he's out, man, that's a quick trigger on a fire. Like I know I'm sure it was the word that you can't say, but like, man, try m- m- the, that kid was messed up. He lost his cool, and now he lost his job. That's 
He was was he a promoted offensive coordinator as well? His name has been in the news lately. I probably for that reason. I, because I, they um they, I remember he was a name to watch during the initial Liam Cohen search. Um he was a very popular very 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 popular person in that and man to go down I mean, he'd been there since 99 that's pretty crazy pretty pretty crazy so that is uh that is wild news right before the start of the season um and brent venables not an offensive coach who i'll take the under on the win total there uh mr sports talker yeah it, it's uh, I, I was just kind of reading on it i don't you know I, I don't know anything about the guy i certainly don't know anything about the situation besides just his one side of it which maybe some players would have a different side or i i don't know but it is uh, assuming you're taking him at his word it is strange that it, we it's the year 2022 and just like one mistake of an accidental word can just be like hey all right you move on you're out of here yeah. but Again, don't know the situation. Have no idea what was going on there. But I saw everybody tweeting about it when I woke up. It's uh, not probably if you're an Oklahoma fan, what you're what you're looking for in several different aspects. But they'll have to figure out some stuff pretty quickly. I would imagine with less than a month. Okay, Roush, you got to see some actual football though. Yes. So it, actual you- actual football. What was really nice this year too, TJ, is in years past. I don't know how the rules changed, um, but college football teams, instead of starting their camp on a Friday, they all start on a Wednesday. So usually this fan day practice is just with helmets on, and we actually got shells uh, on Saturday, a.k.a. helmets and shoulder pads, which is basically, for all intents and purposes, full pads because they never tackle all the way to the ground during uh, during football season. I mean, barring their two scrimmages or whatever it might be. It's just uh, butt up kind of sort of stuff. So we got real football action. And TJ, it was gr- so much fun because during the one-on-one periods, it was really their first one-on-one where receivers versus defensive backs, who's going to get who in, in, in this route. And, man, uh, it, so much just chewing people out, cussing back and forth. That's the kind of stuff I like. The, like, really um, folks getting fired up. Uh, and, and that's, I think, what a lot of fall camp is, is just like, especially that first week um, where you're getting the guys back together and you're getting everybody fired up over, uh, you know, like Kenneth Horsey, uh, they they did their one-on-ones, the Lyman version, and he stood up J.J. Weaver. And, like, I mean, it was, it was actually really impressive how, like, little J.J. could do once Horsey got his hands on him. And, like, the whole big blue walls going crazy on the sideline, like, that, that's the stuff that's really fun. That's why I love going out to practices. Um, and, and also just like the, the typical, like, you, you get the one instance where Stoops is just ripping somebody. Uh, this time it was Keedron Smith because he was trying to kind of alpha his way in his first one-on-one rep, and he just, like, ripped Kristen, Chris Lewis's helmet off, and Stoops just, I mean, lost it. I don't want to see any of that. Use your feet, not your hands. Oh, that was great. Um, Carrington Valentine too. That dude is he, he grew up this offseason. Like it, it, he went from guy who looked like the freshman who was getting picked on way too much to like I'm standing my ground and I'm oh, you think I pass interference? You just don't want this. Like and oh every single rep, it was back and forth. 
Um, whether it was him and Dane Key or Demarcus Harris, like there was, it was really competitive. I, I love seeing the juices flowing out there at Kentucky football open practice. Yeah, I saw the video from the one-handed catch from Chris Rodriguez. That Ooh. was pretty amazing. That was so sick. That so was sick. Uh, in in the one that UK tweeted out. It was a good angle, but there's one from Jordan Mathis, and I I was trying. I just I didn't have the great setup. He was in the perfect spot, and what's even better. Like, not only is it just awesome to see that happen, Kentucky ran that play, I bet, 10 times last year. And I bet they probably threw it to the running back on that wheel route six times, and I bet it was completed once, if that. That's a play that can be very effective when run properly. And to see it look so beautiful so early on, beautiful. All around good fo- good football play. I thought it was a really great throw. It was well defended, yeah. obviously, to have to put Rodriguez in a spot to to make a catch like that, and then he goes out and and he finishes the catch. All around good football play. Would like to see those on Saturday, and hopefully Chris Rodriguez will be a part of it. Oh man, yeah, and I'm um once like they're they're treating him business as usual out there. Now he wasn't. It is um, encouraging to see just how deep they are at a lot. Like at running back and at tight end, they they had a run period where it's we're going team 11 on 11. It's all runs, but they can do a play action here and there. They sprinkle some of those in. But for the most part, it's 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 a let's let's test how the defense run fits this. Let's test the offense. And it was just every single rep Two new tight ends, two new running backs. I mean, they have so many guys, and there's not really a drop off. I mean, Chris Rodriguez is Chris Rodriguez, but man, Ramon Jefferson, um, <laughs> Bull Levis said he's got big Doug Martin energy because he's such a bowling ball and he's really good at reading where the hole is. Um, Lavelle Wright, Chris also had a, it was the best I'd seen him see an outside zone on one of those. Uh, but also the tight ends, they just wrecked. Stuff. I mean, the new kid too, Josh Caddis. I remember when Vince got him, and Vince is like, "This kid, man. You know, he he doesn't have the ratings, but he'll he'll stick his nose in there and block." And by God, he, he I I the hunger at which he blocks is so much fun because like you can almost you can see him blocking down, and you're like, "Oh God, he's head hunting somebody." God rest God God bless whoever's on the other end of that, and then. uh during their final, so practice did end a little prematurely. Uh, the, the, there was heavy rains rolling in. So for the final team period, they moved inside. They called off fan day, but inexplicably, like people just ended up going in there to watch the final 15 minutes of practice or so. And there was one play where Caddis and Justice Dingle just absolutely destroyed somebody. And like he immediately stood over top of them and just got the whole entire offense fired up. So much fun. So much fun watching this team just just get hype, play physical football. Well, I'm glad it's got you pumped up. I, I've got an important question that I think I, I know Justin and intern Jacob are probably wondering as well. Who's who's the backup quarterback? Probably Deuce. Um, now Is Deuce going to be loose? Prob- probably Deuce. I mean, or you know, I, either him or Kai. I don't really know. In, in fairness, all of the quarterbacks did not look great on Saturday. Oh, um, no. Will Levis was big time mad, big time frustrated um, with his play. Uh, 
you know, as, as he said, you know, you want to test your young receivers um, and see what they can do. But also, I can't be forcing as many balls as I did today, and they're just getting picked off left and right. Uh, there, there was a there was a lot of interceptions, a lot of guys in passing lanes. Uh, Jacquez Jones wanted to see more interceptions. He said, "We need to hit the jugs machine because we probably dropped five of them," which is fair enough. Um, they they were in a lot of passing lanes. Now, some of it is to be expected. Like you have young receivers versus eighteen year veterans on that are linebackers. So like. They kind, they 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 have a good sense of where the ball is going to go because they just have such a good feel for the game and a good uh, anticipation of where uh, Will Levis is going to go with it as they practice against them every day. But all in all, the quarterbacks' offense in general wasn't their best performance. It was a a, a de- defense won the day. They looked really sharp out there on Saturday. You a little disappointed you didn't mention Destin Wade, unfortunately. Um. So we're not like I'm supposed to say it, but I, I mean I wasn't watching the quarterbacks in individual drills. Hey, but, come on, everybody, say it. I don't say it. Say it. I don't think I saw him throw one pass when I was out there Saturday. Maybe you just weren't watching. Bad journalism. Yep, uh, that's true. I was not paying the closest attention to the to the backups and while they're doing their individual drills. I was watching some other stuff, but um yeah, yeah. We can also get in a lot more detail. If you've got text on the Thorns text line, 502 414 That's a lot of the high notes, but we can get into more of the nitty-gritty details uh, throughout the show because we got two hours to talk football. We can spend a lot of the show talking football uh, before we completely turn our attention towards basketball later on this week, TJ. Oh, yeah. It'll be a big Bahamas week, but... It is fall camp. It's football season. I'm happy talking about it. But we all know that the Thornton's text line is going to dictate what we talk about. So get your texts in 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, back to school, back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school, back to school, back to Kentucky Roll Call goes 7 and 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio, which you can hear in the Louisville, Southern Indiana area and surrounding counties in Kentucky and Southern Indiana on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalins, our producer, intern Jacob in the house as well. Fun first segment. Mm-hmm. Want to remind everybody now we're just a few weeks away. From the first ever Big X kickoff scramble at Elk Run Golf Club. Scoots played out there on Friday, said the course was in good shape. That's what we like to hear. We're going to be out there September 2nd 
Shotgun start at 9 o'clock. Unbelievable value. $100, $120 a team. $30 a person. Rutherford was given the big X some crap about, shockingly, about the, the, the poster, which I made saying why why would you put $120 a team and $30 a person because we want to let singles know you're welcome you you're invited sometimes when people only see the foursome price they think oh well, if I'm not a foursome I can't I can't play I, so we just wanted to let people know there's not a special if you if you if you don't get any money off by having a foursome it's $120 for a foursome what more how much more money could you need the course needs to make something they got to keep the, the the course in somewhat decent shape, so you can't beat one hundred and twenty dollars for a foursome for a scramble. And as we mentioned, we want to let people know if you can't, if you only got two people, if you've got one person, if you've got three people, we can match some folks up. We can complete your teams for you. You can make new friends, meet new people. Email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. We're over halfway full, so if you're thinking about getting in, email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. Once you email mm-hmm. that. We got you locked in. So we got that to look forward to here in a couple of weeks as well. It's going to be really exciting. Um, man, just need to – I will have at least one practice round guaranteed before that because I have uh, a DeSales scramble, uh, I think, next Saturday. So I'll, I'll have a little bit of practicing, guys. Don't worry too much about me. Yeah, well, I think we're probably just going to be looking for a few shots from you i think if we used over five shots from you i'd be surprised yeah but you know what as long as i can get the others i'll be cool with it maybe sink a putt or two you know yeah uh, you know, i think a good scramble player at least this is what i've told myself just because i don't hit i'm not a great golfer and i don't hit the ball super far that a good scramble player can also be somebody who's you don't use a ton of their balls but they get something out there hey Roush is in the fairway. Intern Jacob, let the big dog eat and get after it. Sometimes that, those are the unsung heroes, the ones that conservatively hit 220-yard drives but find the fairway. You're telling yourself. Whoever, may, whoever that may yeah. be, whoever it applies to. could be anybody. That's Sometimes, a good point, TJ. Because if someone is out there in the fairway, then the other people have the green lights. And, you know, like I can, I can do something that I'm not normally going to do because – I got a, I got a safe play up there. I should. I'm going to go ahead and volunteer to, to, to go off the tee first, though, because um, sometimes they are great, and then sometimes I just top them, and then it's just like, oh, there it is in the middle of the fairway right in front of the ladies' tees. Oh, you know what that means. Yeah, that's fine. You, you know, even along those same lines, J- Justin, you can have the, the first person who putts, you know, you don't maybe you don't make it all that consistently, but if you have a good role, then you're telling three other people behind you, "Hey, ha- that's how you do make it." I-, I missed it; it just went a little to the right there at the end. Now you all know what to do. That's where I really am looking forward to Roush. Is hopefully you, you get some good starter putts for us. That's that's, uh, and hopefully I just don't blast it through the line because you never know. You know, after a few cocktails, that it can get blasted. I'm pretty sure our number last year on the scramble for shots to use from Roush was five, and I don't think he got there. Yeah. But the, I like that goal again. When you count the shots, though, you know, there's sometimes where 
you have a couple chips that are the same and they're all yeah. like, it's personal up. just choice or whoever mm-hmm. makes it yeah yeah because because there was multiple times where it was like i don't care Wh- whichever one we want we can have you know or they're if pretty, he's going first on a putt and it's like a seven footer he makes it and we're like all right let's not waste time let's just move on to the next one yeah so hey, yeah brush i believe in you buddy yeah Woo! Justin, I can do it. it's about going out there and having fun Oh, we are. Oh, if it's if it's all about fun and not score, we're definitely winning this thing. But I'm gonna choose to have faith in Roush this year as well. We're we're gonna pump Roush up. We're gonna get him confident, and we're gonna probably win the dang thing. Oh man! Well, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate, it. and I appreciate you, Justin, for making that drop for our friend from Al- Alex from Colga and all the yeah. teachers out there who are. Uh, I know kids; they don't return to the classroom until either Wednesday or Thursday. But um, all the JCPS teachers are are back in the buildings on their way to schools this morning. So, best of luck on another year. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> no, but th- that's my way of saying you all. You all put up with so much bull crap, and I don't know how you do it sometimes. So, God bless you. You got this. Summer vacation's over. Back to the real world. Which, by the way, the vacations now too. Like that's, bare- I, I think it's ten weeks this week. How is that a summer? That's not long enough. Come on, for kids, kids, teachers, all of them. Yeah, ten week summer. That's nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really know how it'd be different for one versus the other, but for kids, I, I I'm not crazy about it. For teachers, ten weeks off that'd be amazing. I'll take it. Ten weeks off. Yeah, but just in general, though the. Uh, They've really gone away from. I mean, it used to be Memorial Day to Labor Day. We 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 got a good chunk of that. Yeah, ten weeks for kids seems short. I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't get it. I mean, it's basically all June, all July, and then you get like one in May, one in August. That's out on that. Got to get, got to get a little bit more than that. But yeah, best of luck to everybody heading back to school. Going to be a great year. You got this. Woo. Now more traffic for the rest of us. Roush, I'll go ahead and just ask you something that that other people are going to bring up. What position is D. Beckwith going to play? Yeah, I, I checking Twitter this morning. I didn't get the memo that I had to write my D. Beckwith story today. I can't, believe you haven't, I can't believe you haven't done it. We have Harold Leader and CJ with their D. Beckwith story today. And probably the reason why I won't have a D. Beckwith story right away is because I just don't think he's going to play. Um I, you know, I, I, I hate to be a jerk about it, but I, I spent most of one of the team periods watching the action, like standing behind him. Um, now, maybe some of that's because it's just day three. He got here late. He doesn't know the offense very much. Um, there's also a part of me, too, that worries about. I, I, he He was very big. He runs straight line, but I also like he, he looks a little stiff, for lack of a better term. So hopefully they can kind of uh, break him down a little bit because he he is a tight end slash H back. I don't know well how well he uh, can block, but like just the few routes I saw him run, he just looked a little um, looked a little stiff out there. Seemed like everybody else that saw him was raving just about like, wow, he's huge and fast and athletic, and you got to find a spot for somebody like this. 
Yeah, he's definitely just huge and looks like he was made from a lab. I mean, there's no denying that. Every time I've seen him, you know, it's only twice in three or four days or whatever, but you just are marveled by his size. I'm just not going to put any sort of expectation on him seeing the field this fall. And then if he does play, then I'll be happy to see it. Because I think your big concern with Beckwith, though, TJ, he's, he was the master of uh, the, the jack of all trades in high school, the athlete that was the quarterback, the running back, the receiver. So, like, just be – he needs to be really good at one thing. That's how a lot of people get on the football field. And I don't, I don't necessarily know what that one thing is right now. Hmm. Well, maybe time will tell. But yeah. I, I could imagine somebody texting in about him. If not, uh, it's kind of the talk of, of the old tweeter and stuff like that. So, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think elsewhere there was a lot of like when you just see certain guys, you're like, whoa, that dude is he's just built different than the other guys. You could see that with some of the freshmen too, TJ. Dion Walker is like that. That guy, holy crap. Like you just I I it's it's I, do you remember Nick Lewis, the kid that they called um uh, um uh, Thanos that That's was on the it. offensive line? Yes. So this kid is like that, except good. Where you're just like wow. shots fired at Nick Lewis. I mean, you know, no. I mean, I think he ended up finishing his career at like the FCS level. But I mean, he was just an enormous human being. Where you're like, God, how does that kid move? Like, holy crap! Poor Danny Clark and Nick Lewis. No Dion, one, no one's safe. Dion Walker is uh, every bit of six seven almost six, eight with like all of his pads and cleats and everything on. And, but he can, he, he bends low. He gets low. He's explosive out of his stance. That kid is a freak. Um, I, I think we mentioned Alex Safari some last week, Brad White said, you know, he compared him to Trevin Wallace. He's like, you just got to find a role for him on the field. Watching. Not, not only seeing him in pads, but man, he had one of the best one-on-one reps where he got over top of a route uh, and, just like the they they the receiver tried to cut in and there was just nowhere for him to go. I mean, he Afari played it perfectly. Uh, that kid, that kid's a stud. And then Barry and Brown, uh, Barry and Brown is probably doing uh, a, maybe a wonder. He he might be trying to be too cool a few times. Like he you know he was trying to do the one hand catch maybe more than he should have uh, on a few, but. Man, one of his catches, he had a deep ball that was on Bradley McKee's uh, highlight reel that you can find on the, on KSR's YouTube page. Um, I think a few other people tweeted it out. He is he is good. He, he is going to be a stud. He looks the part. He's going to have a couple of those plays this year where you're like, holy crap, we got one of those guys? Uh, I mean, he's every bit of it. And then uh, Jordan Anthony, watching him run, you know, he still has to work on being a receiver, but just one of his go routes. Like if you he, the guy the the corner did not get his hands on him and he was just gone. Like there's no if you don't get your hands on him early, he's just running right past you. That kid speed like 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 no one else out there. Fun to hear. Fun to hear, especially about all these different weapons. Hasn't always been the case for UK football. Hasn't even always been the case in the Stoops era, which has been more successful than I think most of us. Uh, 
would compare to other parts of growing up with UK football. Even even in some good soup teams, you haven't been able to to look across the field and say, man, you just have – it could be him. It could be him. He could be an NFL Sunday athlete. You don't have you, – you've had maybe one or two, but not really mm-hmm. going and looking across the field. Uh, not every season, especially early on in the soup stage. So that's fun to hear. That's exciting. I'm I'm I know it's early in the fall camp, and it's not the best sample size in terms of watching. But how'd the offensive line look? Yeah, that, overall, did they? Again, I know it's tough to to really say you can't even sack the quarterback. So, but how how what did, what were your impressions there? So the um, the one. Stoops opened his press conference um, like, guys, I, I'm I'm an open book. I'm not going to answer personnel questions. You know, like we've got some guys sick out there. We got some. He basically was saying, I I, I did the COVID questions. I answered those for a year or two. I, I can't do it anymore because there was there was some people out that that will be back. Uh, like uh, Jagger Burton was playing center. You know, so uh, not, not starting. Eli Cox was out there, uh, but when they went with the twos, Jagger had to play. And like, there's just, you know, Will was like, I actually think he could play center and be pretty good at it. But he just, he was, he's not used to snapping. He's never done it before. He snapped yeah. a couple of them ahead. It's, it's just going to happen. Um, but outside of that, like that interior, like I feel so good about those guys. Uh, you, you can't say enough about them. Uh, and the, the, you know, I, I, I didn't have my eyes on, like staring at him intently on DeAndre Buford and Jeremy Flax, but there wasn't really any, like you didn't feel like they were missing out on anything. And another thing too, in some of these, these run sets, like they, they're getting help from their tight ends in a lot of cases. So like, you don't, I, I don't feel like they're put out on an island enough where I, I'm very worried. So I, 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 the way the it, it they had they went through some growing I think they experienced some growing pains in the spring with the new coach in that room running a little bit of different scheme stuff but I I, I didn't really see that out there at all on Saturday. Obviously, I know this answer to this question, but allow yourself to be football nerd and explain to our listeners that may not. And again, I, just to be clear, I do know. Yes. But what what would Besides the obvious, and I'll I'll say the obvious because maybe it's not so obvious. But but when you have a good when your strength of your offensive line is the interior, how does that look different than when the strength is on the outside with your with your with your tackles? Um, obviously, you would think going up the middle would be right. a strength, um, right. but you would maybe worry about pass protection because then people coming off the outside so I- explain that if that I- if that ends up being uk strength in the interior of the offensive line what what could that look like so the the most fun way for it to look like is you see guys whether it's the guard or center pulling d- d- down the edge and serving as lead blockers for those outside runs I don't know if it was Manning or Horsey, but one of those guys got a hold of somebody, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, the, 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 I had a lot of those fun moments where it's just like, oh, yes, pads, people hitting, this is great. Uh, that's one way where it really benefits in the run game. It's harder to see until you go back and watch the replay, but a lot of it's 
the guys getting to that second level of the defense and putting a body on a linebacker where it's one less tackle for uh, the the Chris Rodriguez, the Lavelle Wrights, the uh, Ramon Jeffersons, the, the Jatan McClain's. It's one less tackle for them to break because you've just got Eli Cox making sure that that weak side backer cannot scrape to the outside and make a play. That that's where I think the the talent really comes into play, and uh, we're you know you, you if, if you talk about it from a pass pr- protection standpoint, you can do some quick shotgun like when they go when they moved into the indoor um, that that turf isn't great, so they don't do as much drop back sort of passes. So it's a lot like they just basically went put Will Levis in shotgun for that series, and there was a lot of instances where. He didn't have to worry about giving Dane Key enough time to get open across the middle of the field uh, because the interior, the like the, the immediate first line of protection was as, as good as it gets. And by the way, that that play, you're just get get used to watching Dane Key catching dig routes across the middle of the field. He he probably caught like three of them, and and they they were on point, on the money all the time. Sounds good to me, intern Jake. What do you think? Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm I'm just kind of sitting back and listening to what Roush has got to say about this, but I am I'm fired up about this season. Any any other questions for Roush? Uh, I actually did have something, Roush. Who is our number one backup running back? Like, or maybe the better question is, who is the second best running back on the field? Man, see, and that's where it's it is. The difficult part about answering that question on uh, from watching practice is the the hitting aspect of it, and Levis kind of alluded to it when talking about Jefferson because he didn't know how good Jefferson was without going up against the defense. But his strength is kind of reading those holes and then making that cut and going. So I, I will say they're tough. Their next three. I, I I don't see uh, like a significant drop off between any of them, whether it's Wright, McLean, or Jefferson. I don't really know how well one is going to be able to shed tacklers versus the other. I think it might be well right, but it but Jefferson's so low to the ground, like that dude's going to be hard to take down. So I for now I'm going to reserve the right to balk at that question, Jacob. But I do think it's a good one and one that. They're going to like. The, I I don't expect anybody to get. I I could see five guys getting five carries in that that opening game against Miami, just to see how they respond to the contact. Because you know, depending on what happens with Chris, uh, th- those guys are going to be asked to play. Uh, I, it was at least noteworthy that in the first, uh, they they do like a quick team period, like a. Two minute, like let's get the the wheels turning to start practice. When they opened that no huddle kind of fast period, uh, it was Ramon Jefferson who got not only the first carry, he also caught the first pass on the second play of that series as well. So something to keep in mind uh, moving forward. Hmm, interesting. Okay, I was I was wondering. Uh, that's what I was kind of gonna when they were doing just first teams who were some of the first guys they put out there, but you answered it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. And, uh, uh, also Lavelle Wright too, really did a good job this off season, uh, putting on 
some muscle in uh, the defensive line. Uh, one one last thing before we get to our final break. They they did what I wanted to see from them this offseason, which is it, it looks like they really took their offseason seriously. They were moving well. Um, Justin Rogers in particular. Now, from like when, when Anwar Stewart's coaching him up, they're still like he's not the most perfect tactician every single rep. Like that that's his biggest bugaboo. But that athleticism, man, that that physical strength in there, he he looks like he's gotten more explosive. Trayvon Ripka, I thought, looked really good. Ox is just fast off the line. Um, I think on the roster they said he lost 37 pounds from the start of last year to the start of this year, which is crazy, but he 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 doesn't look like he's going to get pushed around in there. And a big update, too. I know you're waiting to hear this on Josiah Hayes' neck. That guy, he 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 is the like does the perfect rep every single time. Josiah Hayes, very good, very stout in there. Uh just I, you know, that I'm not worried about Kentucky's play at, at nose guard. Okay, all good stuff. Good to hear. I was going to read a few texts, but we're good time just to take the break here. We'll we'll stop. We'll get back hour number two. We'll spend plenty of time on the Thornton text line, so do not go anywhere. Great updates from Nick Roush on UK football. Tis the season. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back. Okay. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Well, back hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us. It's going to be a sunny day today. You're going to want to wear your Shady Rays when you're out and about town. ShadyRays.com. Go there for the widest and best selection of quality sunglasses for a cheap price and plenty of specials that shady rays does first off when you sign out or when you check out i should say promo code big x 25 percent off that's first things first secondly probably more importantly each time you buy shady rays they're donating a meal to help feed hungry people in america it's a great cause more important than the 25 percent off big x but regardless both are true both are great thirdly you get the 30-day money-back guarantee. You get them, yeah, you know what? They looked a little different than I thought they looked better on me. Uh, you can send them back. You get your money back. No harm, no foul. Easy. Fourthly, the replacement, lost, stolen, backed guarantee. You pay a small processing fee. You get your same order you just got. They just send it to you again. So all these things make Shady Rays the best. If you needed another reason, it's a Kentucky-founded company. Kentuckians want Kentuckians to have some good sunglasses. ShadyRays.com. 
Fun first hour, football heavy. Again, opening up the floor to whatever you all want to chat or discuss. We have a, a full Thornton's text line, which I know we're going to get to. But leaving it up to you, fellas. I I have something. If inter, but I'm I, I want the floor. I want intern Jacob. You've only got maybe a week left of the show. Is there anything on your mind that you need to get off your chest? Um, I think the Thornton's text lines calling calling. Oh name. wow, wow. Okay, okay. We can we can get to that. Scoots, um, you've been especially quiet today. What's going yeah, on? What the hell, Scoots? What's wrong with you? It, I mean, y'all are talking football. I just I don't have anything to add when it comes to football. I mean, the only thing I would have added was to ask if Dane Key's the new Wandale Robinson. No, no, not not technically, just because he plays outside. Um Wandale was the slot. Tavion Robinson is going to play that role, probably get more receptions uh than 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 Dane Key. will be more high-volume yards, touchdowns, less receptions kind of deal. Uh, they did start Brown at the outside as well and not at slot. And I think some of that's to kind of play that the the deep threat kind of home run, stretch out the stretch out the defense type role. Did you men- mention Tavion Robinson? I didn't because, um, like, that's kind of a he, – he's, he's – I, I, I feel like I don't have to worry, you know. Like he's, he's just consistent. Uh, so, like, whenever he's out there doing Tavion Robinson things, it's just kind of expected. He's okay. Good. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine he'd stink, but just was wondering. Didn't, he didn't hear his name, so wanted to make sure that he's uh, up to yeah. snuff. Yeah, yeah, up to snuff, uh, catching balls across the middle. I think he caught a couple screens as well, stuff like that. So, um, one thing, if you if you if for fans out there, they are going to uh, – this offense, as much as – we sold on. We were sold on the continuity of it. It is going to look a lot different as far as formations, uh, pre-snap motion. Like there's a lot of uh, stacked kind of like we're we're going to put the receiver right next to the tight end. We're going to move him around a bunch before the snap, um, stuff like that. Um, so it's going to look a little bit different. Um, but they're just using the many, 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 many different formations just to try to get the defense out of alignment. So hmm. it's like, let's, let's not have, instead of having 50 plays, let's have 50 formations in five plays kind of deal. So they're, you're putting less on them, but it's putting a lot of stress on the defense. Okay. Uh, if, if you say so, I hope it's not like a, a Rick Minter situation where you had NFL defenses be like, yeah, it made no sense. It was too confusing. Mm-hmm. There was too much, there was too much going on here, but okay. As if I'm sure, I'm sure they have it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if anything, it's just going to um, like, they just might have to keep it simpler when they have certain receivers or, you know, the younger and experienced guys catching passes, they might have to keep it simpler early on uh, before they can really, really get into the weeds of things. And I, this is, we. there's been one open practice. This is going off stuff that you've said that has been mostly and overwhelmingly positive, which is good. Mm-hmm. We all like to hear it. We all like getting pumped up. But there is this thought in the back of my mind that worries just like, is this the year that it kind of just catches up to UK? And come January, we just say, well... Look, they've had three offensive coordinators in three years. They won a lot of close games. The ball just bounced the other way this year. Like, I just hope we don't look back and say, like, well, they were kind of due for 
for things to not go their way. And I just see, I feel like the you have a built-in excuse with, well, it is their third offensive coordinator in three years. There was bound to be some confusion. I, I, I don't want that. I just feel right. like that's a very convenient excuse built in there. And maybe actually will happen because that's not an easy thing to do, go through three offensive coordinators in three years. No, no, it, 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 it's not. But I do think a lot of the heavy-duty lifting has already been done. Um, and now, I, at least the early on stuff, a lot of it's probably just going to be your typical freshman new guys trying to pick up the offense. Like, yeah, you know, we're going back to D Beckwith in hour number one. If you missed that, check out the KRC podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to that. But part of the reason why he's probably not thrown in right away is because he just didn't have a whole summer to, to learn some of the offense. Like, it's just the typical kind of fall camp, growing pains, learning pains. And usually – the first week, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of adrenaline. Um, the 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 heart really starts to happen like tomorrow. <laughs> you know, uh, where where you kind of you, that you have almost all of the off. You probably have all of the offense installed. Your head's spinning a little bit. Your your body's getting a little bit tired. But this is where it kind of gets tough, and you you've got to push through and get through those moments. So. Um, that, that that's where the real learning, the real growth takes place. Yeah, you can make a case also that the schedule is is good for UK football in the way that it uh, that Florida game's not going to be easy. But what three of your first four shouldn't you shouldn't really have to sweat out too much. Plenty of time to mm -hmm. look. At what works for the offense? What doesn't work for the offense? What do we have to make work? What 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 can we work? You know what can we practice on? All that stuff. You're getting some, with the exception of the Florida game, which you do need to be sharp in that one. But you got time to figure it out in some of those other ones before things get much beefier and meatier in the middle and end of the season. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, and I think all of this too. It's kind of um, as much as we've talked about the as much as we've spent talking about the offense. There's also on the other side of the coin, it's encouraging to just feel more comfortable about the defense because, you know, let's face it, there were some games where, you know, you lost the Tennessee game because you got into a shootout and you couldn't keep up. Um, you know, go out there. If, if they can be responsible for just a couple more stops, you know, that, that can make all the difference in the world. So um, uh, th that's all that, that, that's the part that makes going to pra open practices fun is. Um, is as bad or as good as one side looks, it does make you feel good or as bad about the other, you know? Jacob, yeah. I know I know you had said that you were going to go to the fan day. Did you end up going to fan day? No, I didn't go. I, mm. I couldn't get off work. I was upset. Gotcha. Mm. Jacob. Sorry, sorry. No, and I, I feel like from a defensive side of things, not to be a negative Nelly, but you could also say, all right, you're, you got to replace – your utility guy with Josh Pascal, who was just everywhere on the field, it seemed like. And then or you feel like you've got some options there that maybe you're more comfortable. But then there's a lot of question marks in the secondary. And then you're a little thin at the secondary as well. So, again, I just don't want to look back in, in January and be like, well, you know, you should have known that you were going to give up a ton of passing yards because 
you had to scramble to try to find bodies in the secondary and blah, blah, blah. So just looking at some of what could end up yeah. being issues and making sure that hopefully they're addressed. But you, you've highlighted some of those areas or you at least talked confidently in some of those or positively in some of those areas, especially uh, the in front for defense. I know you were talking more about like nose tackle instead of edge, but still right, getting right, pressure. Right. Oh, and like like another freshman that I didn't mention, but I should have, um, Tyree Sphereberry. Uh, he, you know, he had, he had an interception off a tip pass, but he was a lot bigger than I anticipated. I, I was a little worried because like, he kind of, uh, especially without pads on, he has a basketball player look about him, or at least did as a recruit. But he came in and he he looks like he can play in spots. A guy, I, I'm I'm confident he'll definitely. I mean, he's going to end up being the backup. Jack linebacker for Jordan Wright. So he's going to end up getting uh, a decent amount of run this year. So, but I, this, if I did have one, and I'm probably burying the lead here, but I, th- that would maybe be my biggest takeaway is I, I did get a lot more confidence in the secondary. Um, just their confidence, their aggressiveness. They're definitely, we got a chip on our shoulder. We've heard all the offseason chatter. We're coming out to play hard. Like Joe Williams was a guy that I just I don't like this is big camp for him. And I was really happy to see how aggressive he played. Um, you know, were, were some of it was it was was it was he playing too physical? Would there be flags thrown on some of them? I don't know. But like, man, I, I would rather I, I I was very happy to see that the secondary they came out with their ears pinned back. Uh, this fall camp, they're going to be overly aggressive. And that's that's just – that's what I wanted to see from that group. Speaking of our second day, Roush, uh, picked up another commitment. Oh, great segue, Jacob. It's almost like you're a radio professional or something like that. Sometimes. You, you can you, be. You just had some great teachers this summer. But, yes, Jeremiah <laughs> Anglin, he committed to the Cats this uh, Saturday night. Uh, another – Talented defensive back. He's ranked uh, number 230 player in the country by all in three. If you look at the consensus, he's a top 500 prospect in that high three-star, low four-star range, uh, depending on where you look. But a great athlete. He won an Adidas National Combine MVP award, has a lot of athletic tools. And uh, TJ, I think the other just big takeaway from this, aside from just what you're getting on the field, this is Two players in as many months, two defensive backs that considered longtime Florida State leans, and then the final days of their recruitment, it's things flip and it's and it's all cats everything. Huge, huge win, especially out of Florida State's backyard. Yeah, suck at Florida State. Nobody wants to play in the crappy ACC. Woo. That's great. Uh, yeah, I, I I saw Kentucky split their targets on Saturday. Lost a offensive lineman to Texas A and M, where mm-hmm. for as as nice as that England commitment was, seemed like A and M did something similar to us. Just last minute, kind of swooped in yeah. and and got the commitment. But this is big boy recruiting. Kentucky's been doing it for years now. That's the way the game works. And uh, well, you, you and- celebrate the wins and and you try to minimize the losses. Yeah, and, and you're seeing that at a couple the, – the, there was another instance, too, that was less publicized because uh, his recruitment was still early in the process. I, I, I don't know if it's early in the process. We just didn't know that an announcement was coming in time soon. But A&M didn't think that Nikhil Bertrand was going to be a take. 
They've been recruiting well at offensive tackle. You think they might go elsewhere. They get him for an unofficial visit, and they say, yes, you're a take. You can commit. He commits. Arvell Reese, a really talented four-star linebacker from Cleveland. Ohio State whiffed on a bunch of linebackers, and then they end up saying, hey, Arvell, okay, we actually would like you now. He ends up committing there. So they did miss out on, on a couple guys that could have been big-time difference makers. But – uh, what it made this point when we were uh, we did our little rapid reaction video, the same way that Kentucky really focused on flipping its receiver room through recruiting, you're seeing this with defensive backs with Anglin, uh, with Avery Stewart. Kenton Kirkland is going to announce uh, maybe a week from today, I, a week from Tuesday, next week sometime, and that's another one where he gets on campus. Thought it was going to be Florida State, and then Kentucky. Oh, love also we have message board access. And we've got a new Florida State website, that War Chant website moved over. And all the people in there are like, man, Kentucky's just overpaying for these guys. I, I'm fine with not overpaying. And it's like, okay, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love the, the, the curmudgeony just ticked off fan bases. There's also a, like, I worked for this attorney in Lexington, and he was a Seminoles fan because he grew up when. You know, Bill Curry was, you know, cats were not good and Florida State was rocking and rolling. So when he wasn't at Kentucky games and he was watching on national TV, he'd cheer for Florida State. He loved the way they played, loved all the the smack talking DBs. And it's like, man, just to think of this guy who grew up with Bobby Bowden ball, free shoes, you coach before he was coach prime when he was neon Dion, Kentucky's swiping. Defensive backs from that school. Like, that's just got to be a, a mind-blowing experience for fans of a certain era. Okay, well, that's the reality, and they can suck it. Um, get- I, I, I did want to oh. mention, too, if you watch the Instagram Live of Anglin's commitment, TJ, it was everything that you loved. Not, not loved to hate, but, like, it was the most like, – he was supposed to announce a seven. He put the hat on at, like, 8.05 in – the, the funniest part about it was the Instagram live. They were all excited because he pushed it back 30 minutes. People were excited early on, but the chat started to turn when the preacher took the mic <laughs> and, and the preacher. I mean, he, you know, like he, he really, 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 uh, he really went for it. You know, uh, how slow? Oh, I mean, it was, not only did he get out the Bible and start reading like a longer, it wasn't just like a quick, like he wanted to read one verse. He read like a full page of Bible scripture. And then, um, and then he got to the point too, where he had his like, you know, son, you this is just the beginning. But then he also took it a step farther, like where he was trying to get the crowd like hyped to like get them to like chime in and they just weren't having it. And it was like, all right, yeah, dude, you man. just – I saw it, that there was like 30 hats on the table too. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of hats on the table. And then we're really – my favorite part of it all was that he was – he had a video to play afterwards, but it wasn't like a video we're going to show on the projector. He like got somebody to make a cameo-like video to commit for him, but when you held the phone up, to the microphone, you got reverb. Mm. So, <laughs> so that made it really awkward. And the best part of it all, the funniest part of it all, is we were trying to figure out, like, who the hell is this guy that's making this announcement for him? Because it kind of sounded like Stoops. 
but that's not you can't can't do that. So we were really confused. It turns out it's the local sheriff. And this guy, Jeremiah Anglin, his alter ego is Grady Judd, the name of the local sheriff who got fired up watching Jeremiah Anglin knock the hell out of somebody in some like highlight that went viral. So now he goes by Grady Judd because he is he wants to be like the local sheriff. It's awesome. This took an M. Night Shyamalan-like turn <laughs> in this commitment video. Uh, there's a lot to take in there. I mean, what's you the sheriff going to do now that Kentucky has a sheriff on the back of its defense just headhunting people? Uh, He's not going to know what they do. Bad news for Deputy Doofus. Oh, bad news for him. This is just the summer of, like, horribly bad commitment videos. But awesome, though. Like, it, like, it went, like it, a mix of them. It went to a place that I didn't know it could go. That's how great it was. Like, like there was it, – it ultimately ended up being a great payout because, like, I just love the fact that UK's got this kid who is very versatile. Like, had, I think, five touchdown catches on offense, played safety corner, returned punts for touchdowns. Like, does a little bit of everything. Quick, good, instinctual guy. But, like, he also is like, I'm also the sheriff, too. <laughs> Call me Grady Judd. <laughs> Man. Oh, well, we'll have to remember that one on Commitment Day. Uh, all right, let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, scoot stomach issues just like the Shade and Sharp situation. That's a good point. <laughs> Come to practice if you want to see it. Oh. <laughs> It's a good text. Intern Jacob, are the guy on the right or left in your profile pic definitely sound like the guy on the left? Uh, now everybody's got to go check out his profile pic. Oh, God, I don't even know. Hold on. Jacob likes everything on Twitter, so it's easy to get to his Twitter page quickly. He said I sound like the guy on the on the left? Yes. Well, I'm the guy on the right. <laughs> oh. Suck it, Texter. I don't know if that's supposed to be good or bad, but I'm the guy on the <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Calling yeah, your friends I, ugly? I also don't know if that's supposed to be good or bad, but uh, <laughs> if it's the text line, you can probably assume it's bad. Uh, texter yeah. says, Ferris Scooter's day off. What a prank. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're working on the movie. Come on. We, we, we pulled the prank off. Now we got to pull off the movie. Yeah, with like a dramatization of that prank. <laughs> big click nick follower shaming some cbs guys petty yeah i didn't know that you were a follower shamer oh yeah definitely follower shaming i'm just uh i'm the big leagues now you know what i need to get a blue check mark so i can so then i can be a hypocrite when i make fun of the big j brigade yeah well aren't you uh, well yeah i guess you do need the blue check mark to have that uh, Justin and Jacob, how, how's the pay for pay for guests program going? Any guests on the hook? Yeah, about that. Um, I'm I got a few I'm working on. Okay, I've, I've, got, one in, I've got one in the memory banks that I'm gonna get, but I've, I want to pick your all's brain about it first. Well, you know, again, you just sign it, it could it could end up being the two dollar guest. So so what? It's a two dollar well, no, guest. It's better no, than. Mine Mine would be a big guest, especially for you, TJ. But I just, I don't know that that's the route we want to go. So I'll, I'll talk to y'all off air about it. I got an idea. Now, 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 I'm, idea. now I'm intrigued. Well, good thing we got a commercial coming up. 
I don't know if I want to take the commercial. <laughs> a texter says, damn, TJ, you were my favorite KRC dude. But now with that Dez did not catch it nonsense, you and your stupid Packers can go suck it. Dez, Dez caught it, and the Cowboys are cursed, mostly because Jerry Jones is the worst owner in the league and not only makes bad hires but doesn't let the coaches coach. Dallas will never win another Super Bowl as long as he's in charge. Love Zeke, but said from day one they should have taken Jalen Ramsey, had a horrible run of DBs for years, and he could have changed the game. Anyone could have been a superstar running behind that offensive line. Got me worked up on a Friday. Now I'm on team intern. Oh, this is a big text. First and foremost, Des didn't catch it because if he would have caught it, they would have marked the ball down there. And if that's they had marked true. the ball down there, you would have been like, oh, that's a completion, of course. But they said incompletion, so he did not catch the ball. And the rest was history. He still had other chances to win that game, you goobers. Secondly, uh, agree with you about Jerry Jones. Thirdly, we need to take a break, but intern Jacob, we need an NFL team update. And if you have, if you don't have anything good right now, then just lie and say that say that you do. You got to give us a radio tease. He's a bad liar, though. TJ. He's a pretty bad liar. So, yeah. intern Jacob, give us a radio tease because you had people on the Facebook page trying to seduce you into their NFL fandom, and you're going to get probably more of it. So, give us a good radio tease here. NFC. Wow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. NFC. Could be the Green Bay Packers. We're going to hit a break. We'll come back. We'll see what intern Jacob can make up in the next three to four minutes. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Aaron Roush. There's buggers <laughs> over here. You know, I mean, they can... <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on the Radio Galen and intern Jacob on your Monday. If you are a UK football fan, this has been the episode for you. Great breakdown from Nick Roush from the open practice and basically touched on every area for UK football heading into the season. I feel like we were so football heavy today because moving forward for most of the week, it'll be a lot of basketball talk. Yep. We, it, when it's August, and you're as pumped for this upcoming season as you are, we will still have football talk here and there, but it probably will be a little bit more basketball heavy over the next few days. So happy to get in all the football discussion. You'll be happy yeah. if you get some salseritas into your belly for lunch or dinner today, Nick Rush. Man, it'll make you so happy. Uh, Mondays, they're tough. Uh, tough to get back to the old grindstone. But you know what? I know we have, you know, that you're inviting your teachers back. Principals, get Salsaritas to, to cater lunch for your teachers. Say thanks for putting up with children, putting up with all the stuff that we have to deal with as teachers. Just order lunch in from Salsaritas. Download the app before you go. They make it so convenient for you that they'll bring it right to you. You don't have to worry about anything. Uh, they'll get all the delicious Spicy salsa, the hot melty queso, the fresh guacamole, and their well-marinated meats. I mean, it's everything at Salsaritas 
is outstanding. Everything they touch turns into deliciousness. Try it at either one of their two locations. They have one on Shelbyville Road in Middletown and on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews at your convenience. Just download that app before you go. Get some Salsaritas bucks. Salsaritas, it's deliciously different. Beautifully done, Roush. You got me hungry, and you're right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like back-to-school events, parent-teacher sort of stuff. If you need any sort of catering, Salsaritas, no party mm -hmm. too big, no party too small. Fancy so, football draft. Just oh, yeah, whatever. football oh. draft for sure. We've okay. done it. We've used Salsaritas several times for our fantasy drafts, and they're always a hit. Those chips, they give you so many of them, and it's the perfect, like, all right, well, we're going to be hunkering down for a couple hours here. I'm going to get my beer, going to get my chips, and then you realize you've eaten like a 1,000 of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're wildly addictive, but they they give you fair warning about that. All right, before we get to intern Jacob's NFL update, let's at least uh, he Scoot mentioned who he was thinking for the guest for a guest onto the show, the pay for guest program initiated by Big Exports Radio, funded by the Bank of TJ. Scoot's guest was TJ Lavin, who would undoubtedly be a $50 guest. Right. I think the only thing is that's not going to be an easy person to get, Scoots. Yeah, that's like the – when I think of almost impossible people to get, TJ Lavin would be one of them. That that was not my concern. That, my concern about getting him is not there at all. My concern was – is there the demand for that? Would the listeners want to hear that? I mean, I don't know if the listeners would want to hear it or not, but like it'd be cool to interview TJ Lavin. He's one, sure. he's, you know, a top five most popular game show host and TV. He, he's been on TV for years. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know why you think it'd be so easy. And also, it's not like he's in the promotional portion, but you've got to, you got to get him during the like promo time of like the challenge well they're always doing another challenge but right. yeah it, but you especially probably should have gotten them back in like 2001 would have been maybe an easier time to get <laughs> yeah you yeah, don't give a damn i'd love to have them would people care I, I mean we had david wallace on and people listened and enjoyed it but i'm sure people didn't i'm, not, I'm sure everybody didn't care about it my thing is if you were going to spend that much time and effort to get TJ Lavin, there are just like significantly more UK centric and easier people to get that you're just strictly bypassing and jumping straight to TJ Lavin. No, I just, I and haven't that thought was, I what I was more intrigued by. I, I have not thought deeply about all this yet. I just, TJ Lavin popped into my head last Wednesday when I was watching the challenge. I was like, Hmm, he'd probably be a pretty good guest when this season's over. I mean, and, and Roush, I don't think it's going to be easy to get him. Don't get me wrong. I do not think it's going to be easy. But I think, is it possible? Absolutely. No question. Well, shoot for the moon and you might land in the stars. That's it. It works. There's no stars between the moon and Earth. Eh, you never know. You'd want to shoot for a star and maybe you'll end up on a moon. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe you'll put your horse before your cart, too. All right. Intern... Jake, do you want to? Do we want to tease this out any longer? Maybe today you can. We know it's the NFC. You just want to tell us maybe which division in the NFC Ooh, it is, yes. and tomorrow we can we can guess or we can do something fun with it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, hold on. I got to look up what division they're in. Oh have you God. actually? You really don't watch football, do you? Have you actually thought about this? A little bit. Okay. Probably not. But man, having to look up the division. I'm not good with divisions. Uh, I, can, I could probably name. 
I could probably do baseball still too, and I don't even watch it. NBA divisions have never mattered, but I could probably name every team in NFL and MLB or which division they're in. NFC West. NFC West. So you okay. definitely aren't going geography based. No. Oh okay. God. So okay. Him and the Cardinals. He's not going to do that. The Seahawks, no. Jacob. Really? The Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. I don't think it's okay. So now we know it's not the Cardinals and the Sea. You're going to ruin your own game here. Yeah, you're ruining your own game. He's just saying the Cardinals. We know it's not the Seahawks. I mean, it's so you're just going to be the Rams because of Liam Cohen. And so you're going with the Rams because of Liam Cohen. <laughs> no, it's not the Rams. Okay, so it's not. So it's got to be the 49ers then. No, it was the Cardinals. I never said it wasn't the Cardinals. You're so you're gonna. I, I Jacob, you struck me as somebody that would be like, I'm not rooting for the Cardinals. Why? I like the Cardinals. They got cool uniforms. They got a couple. Uh, I, thought you'd be, I thought you'd be anti-Cardinals across the board. You have yeah, the logo is different. The logo is different. I mean, they're different teams too. So yes, the yes. logo is different. But I just thought you'd be a across the board no Cardinals guy. So, all right, so Cardinals is your pick. Cardinals is my pick. Okay, all right, so well, you're going to have a good first seven, eight games and then a bad last seven, eight games. Riding at home, baby. Enjoy that that midseason uh, meltdown. I'll be uh, I'll be on my high horse. <laughs> TJ, we didn't uh, touch on any basketball today, but it is Bahamas week, so uh, I did want to share one story at, that Ben Roberts put out there today for the Herald Leader. Uh, people forget he is the new Jerry Tipton. Uh, just – He's got to figure out how to learn uh, how to write left-handed. So, best of luck to you, Ben. He's off to a good start, though. Uh, remember when they UK shared those pictures of the guys at the pool like a week or so ago? Yes. Recruiting well, by legend. Yeah. So essentially, that was just that was the kind of culminating event of um, two or three weeks where some guys on the basketball team took swim lessons, and Ben oh. has a story, and it's actually. I, I'm surprised they did it because, you know, these, these college basketball guys, they got a big ego. Like, it's kind of says a lot about them that they're willing to say, hey, I can't swim, but I'm willing to try to put my ego aside, be vulnerable to learn how to swim before we go to the Bahamas. Very cool. Severe Wheeler and Damian Collins were two of the guys. Uh, they said it was about a handful that, you know, were willing to step forward and say, yeah, I couldn't swim. I, I was a little weary about it, but hey, I, I I picked up a lot. Now I'm excited to to go out there and do some cannonballs uh, out in the Bahamas. Good. I actually was not joking when you were talking about this. I was like, did Ben Wright like UK committed some minor infractions when they hosted like a pool party or something like that? I did see the players at the pool on Instagram and some other stuff. So I didn't. I, I just thought it was like a team bonding swimming event. I didn't know that they were actually teaching yeah. members how to swim. I think a lot of people go back to the story of Deron Lamb and how he told he was like, yeah, my mom taught me how to swim when I was like four. It was like the first thing I ever did was I was a swimmer. And because uh, she just wanted him just in case ever ended up in a pool yeah. or body of water, or whatever it is. And it's I think a lot of people that know how to swim or have known how to swim the majority of their lives kind of take it for granted. Not everybody right. had that opportunity or parents took the time to, to give them that opportunity to learn how to swim. So very cool. I look forward to reading that story. I did not know about it. This is a this is news to me. Hey, Roush. Oh, one, one other fun piece of information. Apparently, Lance Ware was previously on a swim team. So, how about Lance? How about Lance? Yeah, uh, he's the best. Hey, this has got people worked up, which is hilarious because it's just, of course it would. But did you see 
the Joe Craft Center leaking. <laughs> I did see that. And I immediately was like, well, now Cal's I was wrong, I guess. Cal was right. <laughs> I saw a message board post and it was just clearly from like an anti-Cal person. And they were just like, big deal. Roofs leak. And then you fix them. Move on. Well, <laughs> I was like, all right, that's that's how this is gonna work. But I will say that it, does it football needs an indoor facility? I think everybody is on board with that. But the people that are just like, no. You don't need a new practice facility, Cal. Stop. Just go win games. UK basketball practice facility roof is leaking. That's embarrassing. That needs to be changed. Yes, you can start by fixing the roof, but you need to get a new. You need to get new facilities. UK should. UK basketball should have the nicest facilities. So no, doesn't need to be priority number one. But the people that instantly dismiss that, you were wrong. Right. Right. Got to leak your roof. Got to fix that. I will say, man, that deluge that we had in Lexington on Saturday, it was um, – I was doing work at the, the bar afterwards, and you couldn't – you could hardly see the cars in the parking lot because it was just a wall of rain. It was, it was some crazy rain. Whew. Weather, man. Wow. It's wild. A texter on the Thornton's text line says – that will you boys be doing a Kentucky Thrones radio for House of the Dragon? The plan is to do it. We'll just need to find the time. Yeah, yeah, which I think we can do. Um, and we can do stuff, you know, where we figured out how to go remotely. So it's not like I've got to crash your place, Tej, every every time we want to record a pod and have Abe, you know, look in my ear while we're, we're trying to well, record. Those were, it was always fun when we could get together, but uh, kids now. Yeah, yeah. That's the bigger. That's the big difference. Also, very happy. My Sunday night men's league is not. Last year it went way too long. This year, I think the last week is the first NFL Sunday. So, like, good. I don't. I don't want to be. Nothing worse than being all sweaty and stuff after a game, and then try to get locked in the House of the Dragon afterwards. I can't have that cramp in my style on a Sunday night. I had real NFL FOMO yesterday. I don't. I don't just had like it was Sunday. I just. Really wanted football to be on. Just wanted red zone. That's oh, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, well, good stuff's around the corner, I should say. A texture says driving for DoorDash while listening to KRC on podcasts is absolutely elite. Highly recommend to all folks. Oh man, you're getting paid to listen to our show. Wow, lucky, lucky you. I would make time kind of fly by. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that. That's great. Well, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Ohio has a Louisville, but it's pronounced Louisville. That's the same with that Mississippi one. They call it Louisville as well. It's fun. I just I chalk them up if they're spelled that way. Then all right, you gotta then you mark them, mm-hmm. and then if they're pronounced the same way too, which that's I don't is there anywhere? I mean, nowhere calls it Louisville. You know the, the, yeah, yeah. the silly way we call it Louisville. <laughs> Oh, uh, another texture on the Thornton's text on TJ quote, easily the best piece of meat I had in my mouth all weekend. You got to get your head out of the gutter. I, I, at a green egg fest, you go around and you try a bunch of different meats and food. Mm -hmm. And that was the best piece of meat that I had in my mouth all weekend. So did they do like a, um, is it like you just play a, pay a flat rate and you can just eat whatever they put out there? Yeah, you just like get a ticket to the event. And once you're in the okay. event, you just eat anything. That's Beers cool. and drinks cost money, but we had a stroller, so we had our own water. We didn't have to pay money for water. And then 
uh, yeah, but you had a couple beers. It was so hot though. You just couldn't like, you were just sweating the beer out instantly. It was a lot of fun though. Nice. Nice. Man. And I, I had the thing yesterday too, where we were out in the pool Sunday afternoon and my buddy had fired up the grill and I could have eaten three cheeseburgers, two pieces of chicken and a hot dog. But it's like, Oh, I've got this basketball game. I don't want to puke. And yeah, I tasted the mustard in the back of my throat about 20 minutes in. It's like, oh god. Mm, it's probably because mustard's gross and doesn't belong anywhere on food. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great stuff. Duke, though, is also very anti-mustard. Uh, Ew, mustard, Tad. Smart man. Smart, smart boy. TC from Lexington here, boys. Sending a little one off to school for the first time this week. Bittersweet for sure. Oh, that's got to be tough, TC from Lexington. Mm-hmm. Good luck, buddy. Hang in there. Also underrated Kristen Wiig movie, Masterminds with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, man. that is, I think that's on Netflix right now. Um, have, you, have you seen that one, TJ? I don't know. It's, I'm, it's, I'm looking it up to see. If you, um, I, I, I believe it's the one where they try to rob a bank oh. and they're just idiots. It's, it's pretty funny. Like, it's very dumb, lowbrow humor. But, like, I, I think, Jacob, it would tickle your fancy right now. We ended up not. I have not seen it, but I do remember seeing like the trailers Ooh. and teasers. Yeah, it's 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 lowbrow, basic humor, but I, I enjoy it. I think I have seen that. I don't remember. Whoa! I don't. Know. That would be huge. Uh, there's a funny That's part that the, the uh, Bill Hader is getting on, not Michael Sarah, the other guy. Yeah. For not doing the little ball horse racing game enthusiastically enough, and Kristen Wiggs like, yeah, it needs to be more like two hundred. Can I get two hundred? Three hundred? Three? Can I three hundred? And Bill Hader's like, that's that's an auction. This is a horse race. <laughs> oh my god! This is no. This is one of the greatest movies of all time. I love this movie. Masterminds. Yes, this movie's so good. He's like one of the greatest movies of all time, but you couldn't remember it. Today. <laughs> no, I, I remember now. There's, there's some uh, fun parts in this movie. Well, I probably need to go check it out. Hey, Scoots, just tuned in a few minutes ago. Show sounds a little distorted, like they are too loud. I think you do not sound that way. Not sure if anyone else has said anything. Happy Monday, Shannon O'Bannon. Hey, Shannon O'Bannon, have a great Monday. We Thanks figured for letting it out. Us know. Yeah, it's good now. Okay. She said it sounded a lot better. What's the deal with Cavassier smoke this year? They didn't write it as a joke, but I I just I said it like that. Uh, what is the deal with you? Didn't mention Cavassier smoke. Just I just don't think he's as good as the other guys. Rash has always been a smoke hater, though. That's something people need to remember. Well, and and a lot of it's too is because I think people uh, conflate his cool name with how good he is. Um, I was a- watching Missouri game highlights from last year for some reason just because I was bored. He had a couple nice runs in that game. Yeah, yeah. He, he that, that's the thing too is he's been good for like he had a good touchdown running at South Carolina. He had a good touchdown running against Louisville, but you know who didn't have a good touchdown running against Louisville? Hey-o. But uh, yeah, I, I I just I'm not sure how he fits into the equation where he's going to fall in this pecking order because that's it's a loaded running back room. Okay, what do we got next? I know it's super early in practice, but what's the O line looking like and who is running with the first team? That that. that Question, we answered some of it early on. You can check out the KRC podcast. But from left to right, the starters are DeAndre Buford, uh, then Kenneth Horsey, Eli Cox, uh, Tayshawn Manning, and Jeremy Flax at right tackle. There you have it. 
Yeah, again, if you didn't hear the first hour, go back, listen. Good football mm-hmm. talk. A texter says, John here. Hey, John. Good morning to all. Man, I'm so excited for the start of the week. Just a few days away from Oscar and company being back on the court for some live action. Tell me, these games coming up in the Bahamas, which teams do you believe will present the hardest matchup? And do you guys think we should win every game, I think is what he's trying to say, in the Bahamas? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yes, they should win every game. Uh, there uh-huh. one is one that I think could be – I think the Dominican team is going to be the toughest one. The thing is – We'll probably talk – I mean, we'll talk more about this tomorrow too. Right, but like I, I don't know if things have changed, but as of like Thursday of last week, they didn't know who was going to be on any of the other teams because they just like, – yeah. Just don't know who they're bringing. So yeah, hopefully I, I, we, I, we, we get uh, some sort of like game notes or something before all this happens just so we can know, hell, who some of these players are. They're going to be down there. Yeah, they, they probably do need to get on that. Who's showing up? Dominican Republic the team has been good at, over in Canada, though. So I, you know, the Dominican Republic select team. You would think that that could have some solid players. Uh, I, the Bahamas national team, you would think, would probably be their toughest game. That's what I was going for. Um, that's the last game on Sunday. But again, I, I don't doubt that they don't know exactly who's going to be on that team. And then. I have no idea about the Monterey team, no idea about Carleton University. So uh, we'll be doing our research together on this stuff, folks. Mm -hmm. Action starts uh, on Wednesday at 7 p.m. All these games are – the weeknight games are at 7, and then we've got a 6 p.m.er and a nooner. And, John, just a way to, like, you may say, TJ – how do you know that UK should win all these games when you just admitted you don't know any of these teams? Because UK has several NBA players on their roster. These teams will have none, maybe one. Yeah. If that, but most likely none. Yeah. So I'm going to take the team with the more NBA players. And the, also the the one time Kentucky has lost down there, it was really because it was what? That first trip they played like six games in mm-hmm. seven days. And yep. I think they were just kind of over it. And they lost. It came down to the wire, too. It was, you know, and they they did. They had just run out of gas. At the one-year-old's birthday, when Justin held the baby, did it cry because Bustin used to be a piece of crap? That's a good text. Yes, it did cry. She always cries when I hold her. All babies cry when I hold them until they're, they, for whatever reason, babies don't like me till they're like two years old. Then they come around. They were doing a little I think you should leave reference from the mm. comedy on Netflix. Scoot. <laughs> Yeah, not not funny. <laughs> Which I'm telling you, if you're not watching the rehearsal, I don't know who texted that in, but it's amazing. It is so good. <sighs> Great show. It comes out Friday night, which is weird, but it, it's turned into a nice little weekend tradition watching it. As in, it's only four episodes, so it's only a four-week-old tradition. But really enjoying that TV show. It's hilarious. Roush, who was the dingus that Max had on his podcast who seemed to think Stoop stunk because that guy was a moron? I didn't listen to it, but his name is Adam Banks. Uh, no relation to the uh, Mighty Ducks, Adam Banks. Any relation to Adam Luckett? Oh, let's hope not. What Maybe about Caleb Banks? Mm, that's a good question. What about him? Not sure. Do we have the spicy Italian meatball kicking, or is poor Chance going to have to step up this year? No, the, the meatball is back, and I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had all six field goals during their little nice. special teams period. Um, did, yeah, did, Max tell a, did Max tell a story of Mitch running out on the field and yelling with Mark Stoops? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't listen to that podcast. There's, I thought you listened to your friend's podcast. 
Wow, everybody. You heard it here first. The silence tells us everything. A texter says, love their podcast, but Titus and Tate spent the first 30 minutes of the last episode talking about how Kentucky schedules games. A little excessive, in my opinion. Yeah, again, no other team gets their schedule crushed as much as Kentucky, and it's routinely one of the toughest schedules in the country. It's hilarious. I I think a lot of it is just like this is the doldrums of the summer for, I mean, not a whole lot happening aside from summer trips, and I don't know how much Titus and Taint are uh, are going to break down uh, Auburn's games against the Maccabees, uh, but yeah. Which, by the yeah, way, I mean, pretty or go on. Pretty crazy that they just went to Israel for a trip, and of course they started shooting missiles off at Gaza. Like, <laughs> what a who? Not going to get that in the Bahamas. Not going to get any sort of geopolitical conflict down there. But uh, hey. Never say never. KRC curse. I feel like I would have been psyched for TJ Lavin in 2005, says one texter. What about 2022? Ooh. More more mature, older, more popular TJ Lavin. Scoot, he, he did a cameo for me one time. The wife got nice. him to do a cameo for me. So he may, he may remember me when nice. you get into the talks, okay? All right. Sounds good. I'll throw your name out there. Instead if I'm ever in Vegas to hit him up. <laughs> Which I've been to Vegas a few times, or a couple, at least once since then. and uh, Didn't hit him up? Didn't hit him up. No, I forgot oh. to do that. i got to remember that for next time. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, you should have a game on a part three where everyone has to hit it blindfolded. Teammates are allowed to assist in lining up the shot. That's about it. Thoughts out. Mm. I mean, Wait, I can really hit a ball when I can see it. I think I can hit a ball blindfolded. There is, though, a really good par three for that. If we played from the white tees, one of the par threes is only a 100-yard shot. So, could be fun. A par three? Would they have a 100-yard par three? If you play from the whites, which I assume we'll probably play from the blues in the scramble. But, yeah. We really should probably play. I mean, how long is the course? Uh, that's a great question, actually. Nah, we play from the blues. I, I think whites are 6,200. Yeah, we'd probably want to play from the blues for scramble. 6,200 is a good scramble yardage, though. 6,200 for a scramble seems a little light. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't know why I said anything. (laughs) 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 Oh, intern Jacob. Man. We're going to – we really are probably going to just try to raise, like, some cash for Eastern Kentucky. We haven't really figured out all the details for it. But I just – I thought of one game on the fly. Is at a par three – Trevor acts like he's going to ride around. He'll get tired at some point or too hot or something. We just post him up at a par three. And, like, you go to some scrambles, and it'll be like, hey, this celebrity or old professional golfer will hit your drive or hit your approach shot if you pay $5. Or Denny Crum will putt your putt for $5 or something along those lines. Trevor has to hit your tee shot unless you pay $20. So it's actually like you got to pay to not use Trevor. How's that? Not a bad Ooh, idea. That's a good way to raise some money. Or Trevor can't hit a golf ball. No. At least not in any sort of competitive shot sort of sense. That's why I wouldn't want that. I would want I would be game for like Trevor being beside a green and putting for the team. Everybody on the team just pays him five dollars or whatever. Yeah, I don't I, we also need to like maybe just keep Trevor away from anything of value at the place. This is true. True. So like green, you know, don't go near the green. Don't go near the bunkers. 
What if like we had Trevor on a, like a par five tee box, and he to you've paid to, for him to hit it, but then you tee off from wherever the ball lands after he hits it. It's not a bad idea. So you'll yeah, hit no, it off. It's usually not, just like the tee box in front far. of you. Yeah, no, I was gonna say so you'll hit it off the same tee box again because he won't hit it. Luck of the draw, I guess. I say we have Trevor just host Spears show because I think Spears is gonna be out of town, and we'll just like do the show out on like number sixteen, and you you pay twenty dollars. Trevor puts on a helmet out in the middle of the fairway. You can try to hit him. Not a bad idea. Be good radio. Like, mm-hmm. oh, some drive coming in here, and that one just missed. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, so does Levis throwing four interceptions in practice means he's inaccurate or he just needs more time at camps? I mean, that's just part of fall camp. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days, especially early on um, when, you know, a lot. I mean, it was the first time that he had had his receivers with shoulder pads on going up against DBs with shoulder pads on. So it's just a little bit of a – I think it's an acclimation period, just an early, early growing pains in camp with some young receivers. Hey, Texter, unless it's in the game, accuracy, it's totally meaningless. <laughs> Nick, what kind of coach is Rich Scangarello? Is he loud and vocal or is he kind of reserved and teacher like? Does he command the player's attention? He certainly gets their attention, but he isn't uh, – he is reserved on the sideline kind of deal. Um, and he's calling out stuff. It's very matter-of-fact. He's not a, I'm going to just jump your ass, sort of, like, loud mouth, old school, dips bitten. Like, it, he's not that kind of coach. A texter says, you messed up, TJ. That train store on the backside of that hardware store for that egg fest could have picked up something for Rutherford's dad. I didn't know the train store was back there. I would have I would have kept that in mind. Oh, man. I bet that's a f- cool store to go into. I don't, yeah, but uh, for sure. Not to actually get anything, but just to look and see, like, oh, my God, they have this here? Watch The Prey, the new installment in the Predator movie lineage last night. Pretty good, especially if you like these movies. 8.5 out of 10. Whoa, that's a high grade. All right, I'll have to keep that up. Remind me at another time. Not when I'm we're pretty sure that's on like a streaming service, too. Uh, okay. Exclusively. What about that photography session scene in the trailer park, Jacob? Comedy gold. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's literally the only thing I could think of. <laughs> that scene is great. That's, I'm going to have to check yeah. it out. That scene is fantastic. Yes, Stoops didn't want to suspend cash, but Mitch overruled him and made him miss a half. Yeah, but the story is of like Mitch running out on the field, which is interesting. Mitch is very animated on the sideline. Texter says, you hung out with Jeff Goodman over TJ Lavin in Vegas. Loser. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember Jeff Goodman came to like just hung he around He chose to hung out, hang out with you, yeah. Correct. And without an invite, mind you, for what it's worth. Uh, you know, he was he was nice to hang around, but that really is what happened. Like we were in our little spot, and then he just was trying to get some service or shade or whatever it was. Anyways, now he's just back to crushing. And now, like anybody else that gets a commitment, he talks about how great the class is and how great the players is. Just not Kentucky. We're out of town. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Uh, intern Jacob will pick his NFL team. You won't want to go anywhere. He definitely didn't already do it accidentally. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Intern Jacob does take two for NFL teams tomorrow on Big X Sports Radio.